guys for joining us at IA Sports. We are predicting the New York Jets. We are statting out every player in the NFL as part of our season preview series. New York Jets are an exceptionally hard team with a rookie quarterback. I'm going to pretend what I, that I know what I'm talking about here, so uh, please entertain us for the next 15 or so minutes as we talk about Zach Wilson, rookie quarterback from the New York <laughs> Jets. Jets are completely different. They have a new head coach, Robert Sala. They got Michael LaFleur as offensive coordinator and Greg Knapp as the passing game specialist. This team's still not going to be very good, um, so I don't think they're going to have a lot of possession or a lot of plays run, but we're statting them out to see if there are any fantasy-relevant gems we can find in there, any little bits of fantasy value. So we're going to start by statting out Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson will have volume. Um, he certainly has skilled targets. I have him thrown about 525 times for 328 completions, 3,443 passing yards, 20 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, and 2 rushing touchdowns, 231 fantasy points or 14 points per game. Leaves him basically unusable. Steve, where is he going? Is he going in fantasy drafts? He In 12-team um, half PPR, he is currently undrafted, which I found weird because Trey Lance and a tr- because Trey Lance is um, is being drafted, but Zach Wilson isn't, and like Jimmy G is going to start the season for the 49ers. So I'm I'm, I'm, just, I'm that has me confused. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. strange. And you know, I really like quarterbacks on teams that aren't very good because you know they're going to be throwing a lot. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know what Zach Wilson has in the tank. We haven't had footage on him in the NFL, but if nothing else, you kind of know that he's going to have to air the ball out a little bit. Yeah, uh, Mendy, how scared are you? Are you? Is this a, an absolute no? Maybe in a two quarterback league, you're going to roster him. Yeah, I mean, I would probably win in a two quarterback league. I, I'm trying to think right now, who's their backup? Like, they don't I, have I, a good one. I was gonna say it must be like a, a fourth stringer because like he has doesn't have to worry about them benching him. It's not like they have a capable guy that right like now, hey, yeah, you, they have. They have two guys on the roster I've never heard of before: James Morgan and Mike White. There you go. So like, <laughs> even if he plays bad, he's not getting benched. So barring injury, he's playing 17 games next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is some, which is reassuring to know, like you were talking about with the Trey Lance aspect, um, you know, he's going to be in there for 17 games. He can run, even though I, I know they talked about when he was drafted that he's kind of small and he's had some injuries, so they might want to limit how much he scrambles. Uh, but I mean, the athleticism is there. The Jets are a little bit better on paper than they've been the last couple of years. Uh, I know there's guys that we're going to talk about later on, so I won't go into that yet. But the offensive line itself, Mekhi Becton is just an absolute monster on the line when he's healthy. He's a gigantic human being. A Vera Tucker, they traded up and got as their left guard, who was one of the best guards in the draft. So they're rebuilding that offensive line now to protect him. And they have some capable weapons, even if they're not like star-studded players, that should get open for him at least sometime. So, um, and I'm not drafting him in any one-quarterback leagues, but in two-quarterback leagues, I'm definitely intrigued. He's definitely a player that's going to fall, and mm-hmm. you can get, hey, fantasy football is a game yeah. of value. Everyone and, is a value somewhere, no matter how how much you don't want them. And <laughs> if he's going as quarterback 35 off the board, why not? Like, like it's, there, There's worse that you can do. I and think remember... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go but it, um, well, in Dynasty, he's he's going to have tremendous value. Um, we'll talk. You know, when Dynasty talk drops, plug plug. Um, in June, I'll be talking about where he, where I think he'll be going. But um, he will definitely have value in in um, leagues like that. 
all young quarterbacks love safety blankets. There are three running backs. Uh, LaMichael Pirine, you got Tevin Coleman and Michael Carter. I did stat them all out. I do think they have very specific jobs. I think they're all going to be used this year for the New York Jets. So let's first start with uh, LaMichael Pirine. Um, I don't see him as the most skilled or the most useful back. He's actually <laughs> projected, I believe, on our lads to be the number one running back as of right now. Um, I sat him out to have 130 rushes, uh, 494 yards, two touchdowns, 35 targets, 27 receptions. 164 yards, one receiving touchdown. That is just about 700 yards total, three touchdowns. To me, he's just a depth piece. I think that as soon as the next two guys are healthy and uh, learned in the system, I think he will not be a thing come week six. Yeah, and he's going undrafted. So, yeah, he's a jag. Just a guy, just, just a filler, just anyone who can hold the ball. And that's because... The next guy, Tevin Coleman, has had some injury issues, but I do think he's going to be the uh, get the work share on the ground. I have him at 190 carries, 760 yards, three touchdowns, a very small receiving percentage. And I think, you know, certainly after um, he gets back, he's back to 100%. He's the guy to own here. But again, on a three-headed monster, does it really matter? Steve, where's he going in drafts? Um, he is running back 61, 13th round, 11th pick. And to be honest with you, I am going to own no shares in him. That's what I call free 99. How much you have to pay free 99 for Tevin Coleman? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, might, he's like, I might he's be gonna tempted. Be, he's going to be good to have like for the first two weeks of the season when he has a lot of the work. And then like he's going to obviously fade off. Uh, but you're like, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? If I went zero RB... And I picked him up late as a guy that's just to hold me afloat for two, three, four weeks. And then I'm going to just play the waiver wire until some guys break out. Like, that's fine. But you're obviously not banking on it for a full season that he's going to be a solid RB2 or anything like that. Absolutely. Uh, Tevin Coleman has had a good career. I think he is maybe not just a guy. He's like, the what do we call like the one step up? Like he's, he's a professional mm-hmm. football player. <laughs> that's right. where he is for me. The next guy now, I I have a kind of a story. I had some car issues and I was listening to the radio and I was driving uphill to go to uh, the hospital to get uh, my my COVID shot. And I heard an interview with Michael Carter and Mm -hmm. man, this guy just had all the right answers. This was the day of the NFL draft and just an absolute guy that I am completely interested in. I think that he is, you know, he's undersized, but he's speed around the corner. I think that he was not used as a receiver in college very often, but he certainly has shown that skill set. He's worked that out. I have him getting 40 carries for 148 yards, three touchdowns, 48 grabs for 370 yards and two receiving touchdowns. These numbers with a rookie quarterback are attainable. I think Michael Carter will step up as the receiving option on this team for 2022. 2021, I don't really care that much about him, but in Dynasty, in deeper leagues, um, this could be something for me. Is Could this be something for you too? Well, I mean, Fantasy Football Calculator has him as the highest ADP of the Jets running backs at running back 56 in the 12th round. So, they, so um, they're they're not with you on this. I mean, personally, I think Carter's ADP is just going to continue to rise. Have you seen Have you seen some some film on Michael Carter? Because, yeah, like in college, it, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen what yeah, he's been doing. Go, in, wa- in, go, go watch some of his college stuff. This kid is blistering fast. The, the, you know, and and there were some there was some plays that he made in between the tackles. He he can do it. 
I, I think that I think that by the end of the season, and you know, I I agree that you know that he's gonna be he's gonna Tevin Coleman's gonna get like the first two three weeks of work, and then and then you know it's gonna be Michael Carter the rest of the way. At yeah, five just, foot eight, two hundred pounds. I'm not sure he's gonna be that every down workhorse, but I definitely <laughs> think they they have a role. They draft him for reason. Uh, Manny, sorry. No, you're good. I, I was going to say, I think Clyde Edwards Hilaire is like five, seven, like 208 or something. So they're almost the same size comparable. So that, that's, it can hold up, I guess, somewhat. And same with um, Maurice Jones Drew. He was around that size. Uh, Austin but, Eckler. Yeah. I, I, oh, I love Austin Eckler. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think I, I listen around just to kind of hear what people other than me that have been doing it longer than me are saying too. There's a guy named Emery Hunt who does some CBS work. And he's a, he was a former college running back, and he analyzes running backs. And he has Michael Carter as his number two back behind Najee Harris this year. Uh, he, he said that before he drafted, he would be number two in this class. And him basically having not much resistance to get the job um, makes me very intrigued. Obviously, like you said, he's athletic. He's super fast. I'm, I'm trying to grab him as many places as I can because I think he's one of those guys, not saying he's going to be Cam Akers as far as the impact he has, but that could be a guy that you're getting that like for a lot of the season kind of just eh, like sits there, he's getting some work, but then at the end of the year when he's getting the full load uh, that you're like, man, like he's a steal. He was an easy RB2 yeah. every week for me, gave me mm -hmm. solid production. I think he's a, a great value. So I'm, I'm 100% in on way above mm -hmm. that fantasy football calculator ADP. And and the thing is, thing is, he's uh, he was a fourth round pick, right? Somewhere around there, third or fourth round. Like you're that that is that is means that you have a role. You're going to you're going to start at some point. Tevin Coleman, he's had his shot in the NFL. You know, Lamichael P. Ryan. Uh, I think uh, you know the kid. The kid's a the kid's a good kid. He he had opportunities last year, but he didn't he didn't um you know. Didn't capitalize on any yeah. of them whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. He was also a fourth round pick last year. Okay, let's move on and talk about some of the receiving targets on the Jets because here is got to be some value. We got to find someone. I mean, this, this Jets team has been <laughs> bare bones so far. You got a couple guys. You got Corey Davis. You got Denzel Mims, Jameson Crowder. You got Keelan Cole in there for some targets. Here's how I broke them down. I had Corey Davis up on top and if you are a podcaster you have had to have a man crush on Corey davis at some point during his nfl career so far that is um it's actually on the application to have an nfl podcast um four seasons just over 200 career receptions for me it's kind of fool's gold and in this year not really too high on him but i do think he's going to have a chance he was barely usable last year um converted 70 percent of his targets so i think the target uh, conversion is going to go down. I think his his catch rate is going to drop with a rookie quarterback, and that's kind of the reason I have him at only 55 receptions on 97 targets, 702 yards, and three touchdowns. 116 fantasy points puts him wide receiver 50 near Christian Kirk. Let's get it on. Yeah, um, Corey Davis. He is wide receiver 45, ADP of ninth round. I think that Davis is going to be a good flex option with a ton of upside because you know Zach Wilson. I, I like Zach Wilson's upside here. You know, I just like what the Jets have done, and in the ninth round, 
I think I think that that could be good value for him because because by that time you've already had a lot of your pieces taken, so you know you're starting to fill up those flex spots. And Corey Davis is probably going to be the number one receiver on this. So if you have a, your number one receiver as whether your flex or your first bench spot, I mean that's good value, right? That's potentially good value right there. Yeah, I think he's going to be a great flex play. I don't think anybody's loving him as your number one or number two wide receiver, but um, he's the number one in New York. He's the guy that they brought in and paid this off season. And Zach Wilson, it's going to be his best friend because obviously he's the best wide receiver on the team. Uh, it, I think it's again one of those guys that not flashy, but if he's like the first guy off your bench or a, an emergency flex play when you have buys, I think you're okay with it. You're not like jumping for joy about it, but it, he's a solid depth piece to have on your team this year. I have to stay true to my rankings. Um, I have him going 10 spots later than his ADP. And that being said, if Zach Wilson goes off, let's say Zach Wilson has one of those rare, great quarterback season ones, I think Corey Davis will be the primary beneficiary. I don't see that. I see the next guy we're talking about, Jameson Crowder, is having more work. Um, Corey Davis is the number one, but I wouldn't call him the number one. I'd call him like the X. Because Crowder in the slot, that's going to be the check down king. That's going to be uh, the beneficiary of a lot of these uh, broken plays. Last year, 59 receptions for 699 yards, six touchdowns. I have him with 92 targets, 62 catches, 647 yards, and five touchdowns. Very similar year to 2020, which was a pleasant surprise for many people in the fantasy football industry. Steve, where's he going in drafts? Um, he is the highest of the Jets receivers on wide receiver 43 with an ADP of 909. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, I love Jamison Crowder. I have him in a couple of my leagues, but in all honesty, Elijah Moore, he has the same skill set as Jamison Crowder. He is faster than Jamison Crowder. So, and the Jets can, the, the Jets can cut him. It, um, they can cut Crowder and save $10 million against the cap. And, I, you know, if there's anything going on, Crowder could be out. So I'm, I'm wary of Crowder. I, I don't foresee that going on. And I, I think he's one of those guys like, you know, Vic Beasley. He's like a, he's like a pro's pro. He, he's going to catch his balls. He's going to do his thing. I, I could not disagree more, although I would not be excited. He's, he's like your... Uh, He's like your peas. He's, he's, like, he's like that side dish. No one's excited to get Jameson Crowder on their roster. But, you know, it's probably good for you to get, to get those guaranteed points every week. Mandy, how are you feeling about Jameson Crowder? Do you feel any way? Steve, like, it's almost like he looked at my notes. Like, I literally, everything <laughs> exactly the same that he just said. Uh, I, I think that Elijah Moore is the same skill set, and he's going to play a lot in the slot, which Jameson Crowder does not do well outside the slot. So I think, and like he said, they can cut him. Uh, and save some money. So I think I wouldn't be shocked if he's a cut at some point. Uh, and Elijah Moore, the young guy, grow with Zach Wilson. We want rookie on rookie to build that chemistry. Jameson Crowder is from the old reg- is the old regime. Um, I just think it's almost like how many strikes do you want to put on the wall, like writing on the wall before uh, Crowder's out of there? I, I don't see him. Maybe he puts up that production somewhere else, but it's not going to be with the Jets, I think, for a full season. So uh, I'm much more towards Elijah Moore when talking about the two of them. All right, good stuff. And the last wide receiver I sat it out for the Jets is Denzel Mims. Disappointing rookie season, only catching 52% of his balls, 357 yards, and no touchdowns. I have Mims this season, 67 targets, 34 receptions, 536 yards, three touchdowns. That's about double what he did in his rookie season, which is still only 88 fantasy points. 
For me, he's not worth even taking a shot. Steve, where's he going? Wide receiver sixty wide receiver sixty-three, 13th round. Very end of it. <laughs> David, is that a buy? Sell for you. Was he the most talked about receiver that did nothing last year? I feel like everybody on Twitter so. was like, he's he's a sleeper, like he's gonna be the Jets number one. Like I, I think I saw so many Denzel Mims Stan accounts. Like he's he's so weird to to try to rank. Um I don't even know what to do with Denzel Mims. Um, I'm selling him until he proves until he can prove that he can stay out there and do something. Yeah. I mean, do you guys remember um Brian Hill or not Brian Hill, um Stephen Hill from Georgia Tech? I think so. Uh, he was the Jets. I think he was a second round draft pick from them for them from Georgia Tech. Uh, it was like a speed guy just down the field. Uh, and then he never really materialized in anything. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember him. Yes. Like, I, I, I'm not saying he's that same speed, but I'm like, I, I don't get a strong sense of his route running at all. I feel like he's kind of just a one route kind of guy. Like, hey, I'll go deep, try to make athletic catch, contested catch. Uh, just from the film I've watched, and I'm not going to sit here and say I've, I've broke him down as much as other players, but he, he doesn't seem like he has a good route tree. And it just seems like he's, I mean, he's hurt too a lot. So um, definitely will not be on any of my teams this year, most likely. I agree completely. And another player that will not be on most of my teams this season is Chris Herndon. Um, I have him at 45 targets, 31 receptions, 260 yards, two touchdowns, fantasy irrelevance. Um, I think he should and will go undrafted in most formats. Steve, is that too spicy for you? Uh, he he is uh, he is currently undrafted, but I'm, I'll I'll say this for Herndon, um, and I'll just say this for the offense. Um, you know the the coat the coaching change um, and, and stuff. You know Mike Lafleur as the OC. Mike Lafleur worked with Robert Sala in San Francisco, and Lafleur worked on the offensive staff. You know. I mean, they're, they they have a lot of running backs and they have a lot of fast upside wide receivers. They're kind of, it's kind of like San Francisco 2.0 a little bit. Um, and, and, you know, this isn't, this isn't Adam Gase who, you know, is just for some reason not using a good tight end because Chris Herndon was talked about as being a good um, fantasy relevant tight end. And he was just never utilized by a bad coach, Robert Sala. I think he could be a good coach. And I, I I think that there could be some potential upside. I think that Herndon could be a definite sleeper this year. You know, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say he's gonna have some breakout year. I'm just saying that that you know, if they try to implement some of some elements of San Francisco's offense into um into the Jets, you know, that, that offense in San Francisco runs on it with a good tight end, Kittle. Herndon, he could be good. We'll find out. You know, I'm just saying that he could be a potential yeah. sleeper. My my problem when I was doing this, and I actually thought I was higher on Herndon than I was, but this is why I, I sat out every player. When I looked around, there were only like 70 targets left, and I had to give him, Ryan Griffin, and Tyler Croft a little, a little piece of the pie. There just wasn't enough pie to go around. That's my problem with Chris Herndon this year. I just, it's the volume. It's a rookie quarterback. It's the un- uncertainty of the situation. There's just other guys I'd rather take a shot on this season. Um, obviously, I mean, they went out and got Tyler Croft. Like they, they had to have, I don't know. David, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, maybe you take him as like a flyer at the end of your draft, but again, yeah. I'm not like oh, yeah. super pumped to be like oh like chris herndon like last year i actually took him in a couple leagues thinking that like okay like he's my tight end too and i'm very confident that he's gonna outperform that uh i mean the jets i mean obviously given it was a different quarterback last year 
but the Jets were the sixth worst team in throwing to tight ends, only 13% of the targets. It's a new offensive coordinator and, and a new quarterback. So obviously that might be a little bit more irrelevant, but um, again, I, I don't know if, if I'm confident. I mean, if someone takes him, I'm not going to lose sleep out, over it. Um, so exactly. I, I think, yeah, there's, I, you don't not. feel any way about him. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that there's upside because you've got, you've got the, the, the system where the system with the OC, and we keep on talking about how that we, we talk about year after year. Who is the best friend of a quarterback? The tight end, because the tight end can always be that security blanket. And I'm just saying, there's upside. There's potential upside there. I do not disagree there, but I, I don't think I'm going to own Andy Herndon. Um, that was the Jets. We we're talking about the 2020 predictions, and we brought in our good friend today, uh, David Mendelson. Why don't you let us know one more time before you head off um, where we can find your stuff? You can find me on Twitter at dmendio2. Usually we'll tweet about food and fantasy and try to put stupid things out there that no one likes anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, everything you can find in mind, my baseball, if you're interested in baseball, a lot of my writings over at Fantrax for that. And then everything else you can find from me is at Triple Play Fantasy, TripPlayFantasy.com, Twitter, Trip Play Fantasy. Trying to get the full handle, but they're not giving it up easily. So, uh, but yeah, that's usually where all that stuff can be found from me. Awesome. Thank you again, David, so much for joining us. And we will hope to have you on again soon. Don't be a stranger, all right? Hey, anytime, guys. Just let me know.